0: All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ podcast. Thank you for letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 55 of the KISS FAQ podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Joining me, who, of course, I'm Julian, the admin of the KISS FAQ, is Lonnie St. Louis KISS. Welcome back.
1: I'm afraid I'm not going to be much good to you today, though. Alex, I'm a little... i mean, Alex, you're you're Julian. I'm a little... See? I'm a little... I'm not going to be much good to you today. I'm a little down to the dumps about the Rams.
0: About the who?
1: About the Rams moving away from my hometown.
0: Oh, never heard of her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad that they left the Raiders up in the Bay Area, because it's nice to have one decent fucking team. Oh, (laughs) Marcus Almighty Mark, thank you for joining us again, and of course Alex Bagboy, who is not going to rush out in the middle of the show this time. No. No, so we we've managed to work out a, a schedule this week that hopefully works for everyone, something different. Uh before we get into the show, it's uh probably only right to mention the passing of another icon. Last month we lost Lemmy. This month we lose The absolutely amazing David Bowie Um, and I I don't know how much crossover there is in the in the kiss army but I think when we think about music um, and those artists that make a a gigantic difference in life Bowie's probably way up there for a lot of us not least you know Ziggy era concept albums um, stuff similar to the the elder yeah someone's prepared (laughs) <laughs> so just be- just before we hop into the topic i did want to just like that's my favorite album right there aladdin sane best fucking bowie album f- for me personally um it's just hit you guys favorite bowie tracks you know alex you look pensive you look um, ready to jump in there
2: oh i'm i love um and i think uh gary shallow because he's a big pink floyd fan uh david bowie did an excellent job of see emily play which uh was like on the i think it was on the american version of of Piper at the Gates of Dawn, the first Pink Floyd album. But uh, if you haven't heard a great, you know, cover track by Bowie, definitely that song is excellent. And I do love the live tvc one five that he did at the Live Aid in nineteen eighty five. He did a great version of that song live.
0: That's cool. See Lee play. Did he do that on Pin Ups, or was that just one he cut somewhere else? Oh, uh, which one? C.M. Emily play. He
3: did that with David Gilmour, didn't he?
2: I I just have I've got the single I got a lock off iTunes. Like it was really weird a couple months ago when I got the Pink Floyd box set, so that's how I got introduced to that version. But it was like a it was like a best comp.
0: Mark, how about you? You've just uh put up a whole bunch of his really really classic albums, including his uh, last two, The Next Day and Black Star. What's a favorite track for you?
3: Uh, well I'm I'm a huge, huge fan of the whole Ziggy thing. I mean, you know, suffrage and city and, you know, the All those, anything from there. I mean, Moon Age Daydream is one of my favorite uh, songs he's ever done. It's a really, really great song. I mean, my favorite album, though, top to bottom, it's got to be Low. I mean, as soon as he started working with uh, Brian Eno and Robert Fripp on that whole Berlin trilogy, I really, really got into it then. And, you know, I was very surprised the day that it happened when he passed away. Something, I don't know what happened. I woke up about two o'clock in the morning. And I went to the washroom real quick, and something told me to check my phone, and boom. I just saw all this stuff about him passing away, and it really, really hit me. Because, I mean, just not long ago, we had Lemmy, and now we have David Bowie. And if those stupid rumors are true about things happening in threes, then I guess it's not done yet, but hopefully it is. So,
0: Yeah, that's, that's real nice. Lonnie?
1: Personally, I hope it is done, because Scott Weiland died. I, I consider Weiland, and then Lemmy, and then David Bowie. Hopefully it is. it has That's true and while and, and it's kind of a bookend because i'm a i'm a very big stoneful palace fan and velvet revolver guy and um Scott Weiland is a very big was a very big david Bowie fan, so I hope those two are are collaborating in the afterlife together so
3: yeah
1: um but as far as david Bowie tracks i i it's going to sound cliche, but I can never get past space oddity and it, that song is just so epic in my opinion um maybe that's maybe that's like me saying rock and roll that's and my favorite this song but space Addity, to me is just the perfect David Bowie song it's just
3: a great song is a great song though right it's so, just I mean,
1: groundbreaking and it it to me it just it just sums up David Bowie in perfectly I mean it's the perfect David Bowie song
3: to me. yeah I'm just gonna say really quickly though before we continue that if you're gonna get any if you're introdu- just introducing yourself to Bowie go out and get this. If you don't buy this, then you're a fool and you really should go get it. It's one of the best Bowie records ever made. Okay.
0: Yeah. I had to dig out my cassettes because I've got that on cassette, diamond dogs. And, uh, (laughs) what is it? Black tie, white heater. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are the only ones I have other than the greatest is, but Aladdin Sane is the album. My favorite song is the width of a circle from the menace of the world. Um, And I'm a a big fan, if you want an introduction to Bowie, I mean, I got kind of, my introduction to him was pre-Kiss, Let's Dance, and all the stuff that was on MTV in that era. Um, So I I was late again to the party for him. But my favorite recording, and it's one I always play at least once a week, is the Cybernauts. And Mm -hmm. that was Joe Elliott, Phil Cole of Def Leppard, Woody Woodman C, um... What's his name? The bass player. Trevor. And I can't remember his last name, but two of the uh. sp- two of the Spiders and Dick Decent did a tribute concert to Ronson uh, in Japan in 2000, I think it was, or 1999, and it's just a fantastic freaking live album of the best of the Ronson-related tracks, um, also a couple of the covers they did, like uh, From the Velvet Underground and one track off Ronson's, but... Before we get too deep into t- turning this into a Bowie po- podcast, uh, anyone else had any cool activities this week, Alex?
2: Oh, I totally did. I got to hang. Lonnie, zip in. Let's go. <laughs> I got to hang with fellow uh, Castle Blank label mates village people uh, in Park City. Got to spend about an hour with the group. Um, but one of the exciting things with the group, uh, if you know your kids' trivia, you will know that uh that guy right there his name is ray simpson he's the lead vocalist and has been the cop since 79 but he sang backup on kiss's love gun album singing on tomorrow and tonight and it was fun talking with him because i mentioned it to him uh, back um in the dressing room with the group and uh he was all like wow i didn't know anything. he goes, i didn't know it was out there and stuff he goes yeah it was way cool when uh gene and paul called me up at the time um and he asked me to come sing on the album um and, you know, went in there and he did it. And I think the funny thing was, he was like, what song was it again? I can't remember what song it was and stuff. So I had to uh, send him the track afterwards and stuff like that. But, um, you know, he said it was a cool experience at the time. Uh, my niece is 77, so it was a few years before he would replace the original lead singer of Village People. Um, but his sister, of course, is uh, Valerie Simpson of Ashford and Simpson. So there was some music connection there. But it was one of those, they called him up, he went in did the track and uh that was about it
0: so which album did you get signed by them renaissance
2: oh i did have renaissance signed but i've got i've got a cup i think we didn't i think we might need to get lonnie this one though just for lonnie mm, who's
1: the best, <laughs> best of them. i got th- i got three things to say about that <laughs> <laughs>
2: but um you know you know i, I will say this a uh, good guys put on a great show and uh you know if they ever come in hey it's a good concert but Nice people, very and, nice guys. You know what?
0: Music, music is music, and a show is a show. And Parliament Funkadelic were putting on a hell of a show in the '70s, as well as the Village People. Um, you sound like
1: the girl in uh, Detroit City. Good tunes is good tunes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I think I'm actually That's just a- getting to that part in that uh, Platinum book, the Casablanca one there. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So enough of a tangent. Uh, <laughs> Today's topic is the recently announced Kiss Cruise 6. And straight up, who wants to go and who's definitely going? Because I would love to go, uh, but... They've
1: raised the prices. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's it's went up. Drastically, since I went on Kiss Cruise 2, and it's almost doubled in price since when I went on Kiss Cruise 2. Almost doubled.
3: Yeah. I'd love to go. I would love to go. I mean... I'll admit, it's longer when had, too this year. That yeah, year. when I when they announced it and I saw they were going to the Cayman Islands, I think the Grand Cayman, they said uh those are the. That's another thing that made me want to go because I've always wanted to go to Grand Cayman, and I, I've been thinking, you know, forwards and backwards of how to, you know, being a full time musician, that being my main means of money, uh, I had to think of a way to come up with the cash to do it. It's kind of hard. I mean right now to do that especially too after you know father passed not to dump a lot of money for those kind of things to um to come up with the cash i mean it's i'm probably gonna have to pass but i've sworn to myself though that if they do another kiss cruise i will go and if they ever do another res- residency i'm going for sure to, to to that but i mean i'd love to go you never know something might happen between now and then but uh as of right now i'd love to go can't really afford to but if something does change you guys will be the first to know
0: Hey, the family penthouse suite isn't too bad. It's only thirty nine ninety double. <laughs> well, Alex, you and I can you and I can really <laughs> I know.
3: Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, that, that that's pretty steep, but it really sounds like it might be kind of exciting. Alex, would you go? Are you going?
2: Um. I want to go. I'm sure any
0: of us would want to go.
2: I've been talking with Nigel. Um, I think might we might be cabin mates for it. We're looking into it. Nigel, get back to me. (laughs) He was talking to me when I was heading down to Utah, and so I was like, I got to talk to you later. I'm busy traveling. Um, I'd love to go. I think it'd be fun. Um, I mean, yeah, the price is a little high, but I mean, then again, you know, you look at what you're getting because you're all getting two shows. You know, if you go with the cheapest package, it's like eight, what, like eight hundred, nine hundred bucks. It was close to a grand. I mean. You get into your shows, you get to meet the band. but um.
0: And there's yeah. a whole lot of other shit that goes on on, yeah. on the boats while you're doing it. I mean, right. all the other acts out of yeah. there, the activities. I mean, who wouldn't want to make pizza with Paul Stanley? I mean, (laughs) yeah, I I thought that was absolutely hilarious, and I would be down for that. You know, it's not what I consider cooking, but it's what I consider fun. Yeah, shit like that. I'm not mocking it. I'm actually serious. I would actually go Mm -hmm. watch Paul Stanley talk about making something stupid like pizza, and it would just be a good laugh and the shows are, are fantastic I, I mean the price is here quad occupancy interior cabin which I'm sure is just a, pla- a place to lay your head six well, I mean, you, you put
1: four people in those rooms man you're not going to have room to move
0: oh I don't know if you've been in jail before it's really not that bad <laughs> Alex help <laughs> that's you know, <laughs> great <laughs>
3: And, man, that's that, – that, that. not to mention that that's a tight fit, but, man, if any of those people get gassed at night, man, you're going to need some oxygen masks in there.
0: Wait, wait. Here comes Chip Magoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. kiss, Kiss-branded kiss <laughs> lube to get into your cabin. <laughs> so still in prisons and on the cruise. <laughs> so I would love to go. I, I mean, it's just one of those things that it's at a really bad time of year. It's in soccer season, so – Football for me comes first, whether i 'm coaching or shuttling players around um, it 's just i, I can 't do it, and also the cost um, there are other things that you know I really like to use my money on, um, like going to england is, a, is is a good one, but you know I know i 'm missing something awesome every time people come back and you know you hear the stories about how fucking cool it was in person. I'm just, I'm like kind of depressed. I, I got to do it next time. And then I get to the price and the dates and it it just falls apart for me. So. Yeah.
3: I mean, I agree with you. I mean, every time, you, you know, you, whenever you pass on it and then you come back and hear the stories about stuff that happened. I mean, the one that I really was upset to, that I missed and I would have really loved to have seen was this one here where they went and played in the suits on stage. I think that was Kiss Cruise 4, right? And I really thought that that was a really cool idea to kind of do the whole dress to kill kind of look to it. And when I when I heard about that, I was I was I was pretty uh, pretty upset that I missed that to be honest. But you know, but like but like Julian said, I mean the problem with this sometimes is timing when it happens, and you know the whole thing with real life. I mean, if if any one of us win the Powerball, that could change everything. But you know, I'm taking other- all
2: you. <laughs> on the Kiss Cruise, I won the Powerball. Race. I've got, oh, I got my, I got my ticket over there.
3: <laughs> being Canadian, I didn't cross to go get it, but I mean, you know, Mark, I'm if counting I on, I'm on...
1: The Powerball. You're going on the Kiss
3: Cruise. Great! That's what I was just waiting for you to hear you say that. If you, if any of you guys win it, I'm hoping on you, good buddies of mine, to get, bring me on the cruise with you guys. We're going, and we'll even bring little Andrew with us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they sort of carry the luggage. sorry Andrew (laughs) not even here you shouldn't be a target so let's talk they've uh, said that this one's going to be based on creatures of the night so what do we see and what do we think they should do to reinterpret it and the first thing I want to get out of the way is makeup Mm -hmm. that no one's dressing up as Vinnie Vincent no one's dressing up as Eric Carr um, because, number one, Vinny would sue them. Number two, Vinny would sue them. And number three, there'll be plenty of people dressed up as Vinny. and oh, yeah. And, and they and, might get sued. And Eric, so might as well let them get sued and leave the band alone, right? If
1: there's a time for a fan to dress up like Vinny or Eric, though, it's it's for that cruise. There's no doubt about
0: it. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So what are your thoughts on makeup? Um, uh, I mean, is that pretty much you don't expect... That even to be a question, right? I'd be shocked. I'd be I, literally, sh- I'd be floored at that.
2: I, I think it'd be cool to see if them bring the costumes, but for the makeup, and because they've made such a a, a huge stand of saying, like, no, this is the original lineup, the original is the iconic. It'd be crazy for them to even want to do it. Um, you know, like, you'd have people go, like, oh, so now 11 years later, you decide to do some other makeup design. So I don't see them doing it at all. If they do, hey, cool beans. If not, I'm not surprised.
0: I mean, can you see Tommy dressing dressing up as Ace Frehley, dressing up as Vinnie Vincent? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Dude's, that. dude's that would, gonna. Who the fuck am I? You know.
2: That would just that would just give him like two two storms to get crapped on now. Like all the Vinny fans going, copycat. Yep. Your website would crash, do Yeah, <laughs> your website would <laughs> crash. Oh,
0: I think the FAQ has a meltdown every day. Um, <laughs> sometimes people don't see them because we catch them pretty quick. But, uh, yeah, the the freakout is high.
1: It would go berserk.
0: But I'm just thinking about Vinny, you know, and, and Creatures Error, Vinny in particular. Do we, like, all chip in and send uh, Tommy a violin bow? <laughs> he can work on a new song. Oh, that'd be wild.
3: But, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, like, let's put it this way: everybody's. I kept hearing a lot of things on different podcasts where people are saying, "What's going to happen? Are they going to actually play the whole album on stage, or what is it?" And I go, "I was thinking that's not going to happen. That's are probably not just how they announced." It. Yeah, they're going to probably just do a Creatures style set where they do the kind of set list they probably would have did on the Creatures of the Night tour. Is what I'm thinking, and they'll probably have to bring their one. An only solitary prop of that tour, which is the, the tank, obviously. I mean, there was nothing else on stage but that and just a bunch of marshals everywhere, right? So um, I'm guessing that's going to be the whole thing. The other thing is, are they going to, what I'm thinking is, are they going to try to do a recreation of Eric Carr's kit on stage? That's the only thing I'm kind of wondering about, you know, because I mean, in tribute to him, would it be, would he think it would be right to do that? Would it, to put up a drum kit similar to how his was on the tour or just leave it the way? Eric Singer normally has his kit up on stage.
0: Absolutely. Why not honor Eric Conn? Yeah. You know, and Eric Singer Eric Singer is more than capable of handling anything that Eric had in his drum kit and figuring out where it is. I mean, just look at the Revenge kit. You know, come mm-hmm. on, there's there's really not that much difference, okay. not that much difference. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure drummers will rip me apart for that, but in terms of a schmuck standing there looking at something that looks impressive, um it sure wasn't Neil Pert standard, but it was big. So, you know, you got the tank. What else? What else makes you think of Creatures there? Because, I, you know, just yeah. quickly looking at... They, they put six songs from the Creatures album out um, the first few nights of the tour in 82. So Creatures of the Night, I Love It Loud, Keep Me Coming. There's no way in hell Keep Me Coming is getting performed. You know that now. War Machine, you know, is going to get performed. Rock and Roll Hell, I think that might be a deep cut that gets done because it's a Gene. Sweet. It's a Gene Sweet. vocal, and I still love it you. Could, they could do
1: that. They could pull that off. Yeah. Can,
0: can they, uh, can they, can pull, they off? pull off Satan Center? I wish they would.
1: They could pull that off. They could pull that off. It's a
0: Gene song. They could pull that off. But, I mean, what is my, my one song off that album that I would absolutely kill to hear? I still love life. you. Killer. Sorry. Killer. Oh killer. Yeah. Be sick. They could pull that off too. Again, gene song. You Absolutely. Know, they're not going to do Danger. You know that. So there's yeah. a, there's only three songs they've never performed off the album Sane and Center, Danger and Killer. So mm-hmm. which ones of those are maybe probable?
3: I think Rock and Roll Hell is probably I think at this point would I would almost count on it, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and I would would you say that uh I still love you is definitely not going to get performed.
3: Mm, yeah, I, that's a little out of his range, I think, by yeah, now. It's you know, not nineteen ninety
0: five.
3: Yeah, not even nineteen ninety. Yeah, ni- ninety five or eighty two or whatever. Eh? I mean,
1: I mean, it sounded um, it sounded the best it's ever sounded on MTV unplugged. I don't think that you're going to be able to pull a performance. I mean.
0: I don't want him to. I, don't, it a I do, bashing, I do not want it a him to, yeah, do not even try because I don't want those memories of how same awesome. Thing with,
1: same thing with keep me coming. I don't want to hear keep me coming in that kind of performance.
0: Yeah, I don't want to hear it because it's crap. But you know, it, it's, in, it's <laughs> just leave it in, alone. Yeah. It's in read my body category for me. That's oh, a, it's okay.
1: not that. Big. It's
3: <laughs> <come> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> but I mean, you brought up an, an interesting point though, Julian. I mean, besides the tank. What really is there identifiable from that era? You know what I mean. Like, I mean, the the, Paul, the
2: cri- you need the Paul Stanley crop top. You need the I'd, black yeah. tail. Yeah.
0: yeah. The Paul Stanley, the the Paul Tanley. the Paul Stanley ripped t-shirt. Paul Stanley, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> right. Long, <rise> your heart. <laughs>
3: but yeah, but you know that's another thing. Somebody brought up too that they were saying that the costumes were a bit different, and that, I'm not 100 percent sure if this is true or not. But they said that Jean's costume was a little bit more open chested. And they were saying that at this point of their, you know, elder age, is it such a wise idea to go out there with a nice, big, open, bare-chested look for a gene? You might need to Do hit the, to the big open-
1: Yeah? <laughs> Do we want to see something like that? I don't
3: yeah. know. So uh, maybe- I'm, I'm thinking modifications in costume are going to happen. But, I mean, really, the costumes, I guess, are sort of a identification mark to that time, as is the the drum set well, thing. But- yeah. I don't
1: think you can call it a creatures tour show and go out there wearing anything, but creatures type of, of outfits, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, you, you did the suits when you, when you, when you build, um, Chris Cruz four is dressed to kill. You did the live costumes when you build it as kiss alive. Well, you have to follow suit and I think you're right. I think there will be some modifications on, on, on Jean's costume in particular. Um, that I can't I don't think he can have the, the big open look that he had in nineteen eighty two. I mean, Christ, he's almost seventy years old.
3: Now uh, and another thing too, sorry, Lonnie, just really quickly before I forget, um, isn't it true on these cruises though that they have a uh, they're they're forbidden to use like pyro or flames and stuff like that on right. that cruise. So how are they gonna replicate that ending with the tank firing off, you know, the thing there? I mean, I guess they could sort of do it using sound effects maybe more than
0: pyro or a lie to the fog machine, no problem. Yeah. You, you mm-hmm. can you can do an analog yeah, of that theatrically and totally non pyro yeah, safely. Any,
2: mm-hmm. Didn't the kids do one of the, the footy shows where they had like steam things going off instead? Mm hmm. It was, like, instead of, like, fire.
0: Yeah, compressed air, or they'll pack it full of confetti and do an air cannon, you know, something like they did with the streamers coming down in in the last one. You know, there there are ways around it without being completely faithful to what it was, but staying with the kind of feel of of what it is. And when you've got 1,250 or 1,500 people packed into that small place, it's easy to shock and awe them with a little bit less intensity.
3: Mm, True. Yeah.
0: So set list-wise, I mean, the Creatures tour was actually pretty interesting in that they really dug back into the catalog a bit more. Um, I think it's absolutely perfect for them these days. I mean, you look at some of the stuff that they brought into the set there, and I'm just looking at the, uh, what is it, the Sioux City set from uh, December the 30th, 1982. So you get Strutter, Firehouse, Calling Dr. Love, Cold Gin, I Want You, Shout It Out Loud. Got a thunder, love gun, black diamond. Oh yeah, and rock and roll All night in Detroit, Rock City. So I mean, that's a pretty good set, as far as I'm concerned. You know, later on when they start replacing songs, they bring other stuff back in. But should they be faithful to that set?
2: Um, I just hope if they're gonna do the set, they uh, I don't know, keep. I guess keep some of the speed that they played because they did play some of this, the classic songs a little bit faster and stuff, and so I don't know if they're going with the show, I hope it's not like a slow down show. I mean, I guess that's my only thing with it. And I'll mention another song too. I'm curious if Paul can do is I want you.
0: No, yeah, we've we he heard of you. Do I want you. No, no, no he'll start that's doing that warbling crap that he does on it. I never wanted to hear that song again. <laughs> Are you crying, Julian? I am. I like the song, but <laughs> we'll put, we'll put. It's, it's what he does with it. The yeah. vocal acrobatics that really turned me off. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in, in the you know last 10 years. So, what was it, 2005 onwards, when he, he would start doing the warbling, I'd just be like, shut up. You can do another song. You know, <laughs> it, it, you're know, you taking away, yeah. and, and you're wrecking your voice, which yeah, I, I always felt that.
1: You play an eight-minute I Want You, and it's just like, yeah, you can, be cram, you can cram another song in there for what you're doing, and you're killing your voice at the same time, making yeah. me a little uncomfortable. His songs I mean, aren't that long.
3: It's interesting, uh, you were mentioning about the whole set list there, and uh, I went on as well just to check out the possible set lists there, and they had a average set list, I guess they call it here, like the average set list for the tour, and they had like, you know, all the ones we mentioned, but they had here too, like Cold Gin was fourth, and then Guitar Solo was following it that early apparently, and then they had I Want You, which I know that we're not going to probably hear, but you know, but they're obviously going to, I'm thinking they're going to probably stick to creatures being the most current of the set? Or do you think they're going to do things past that? That's the other thing I'm no. interested about. They, they can't do that if they're going to keep it as a creatures tour, right? They have to keep that as the most current material, right? Because, I mean, on that's here, they have, for, for Encore, they have, like, Strutter and stuff like that for their Encore during that tour, right? So, I mean, that's, that's another interesting thing, too, because, I mean, they're, they're not going to be able to dip into some of their material past creatures, right? Maybe, maybe so. for the
2: Encore. I mean, Kiss Crews, the past one they did, and then they did, like, Flaming Youth at one of the encores, and it was after the Alive set. Yeah, so. but that's
1: cool. Yeah. You can't go play Lick It Up or something while you're doing
3: it. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, maybe this is the one tour that will finally get them that they don't play Lick It Up finally, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> They'll do that on the Sail Away show because they can't get away with Napoli.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. They can, they can do those songs then, because yeah. then they're, so, they're kind of restricted with the Creatures kind of style set list, right? Well, that's an interesting thought, Mark. See,
1: if they were to do a, a Creatures type set for the main shows, what are they going to do for the Sail way show? Do they do something that's just, just beyond Creatures? Everything that they play is beyond Creatures. Now, that'd be pretty freaking cool.
0: Yeah, they're going to they do the revenge theme. Do the revenge was, scene for the so sail away. Well,
2: well, you know we all have hopes dreams, and I, <laughs> I don't I want the asylum myself. theme for the uh, sail away show.
1: That Julian would definitely go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it'd be cool though. If, like they did, you might get like your wish, like what people, what what some people were thinking they were going to do for the unmasked sail away show last year. If they say that, okay, well, for to kind of be true to ourselves and since we're gonna do all these creatures songs and pre creature songs for the for the main makeup shows, maybe for the Sail Away show, we do Look It Up and Beyond. And you might get some of those songs maybe that some people want to hear off of a of Sonic Boom or Monster or Off of Revenge or Hot in the Shade or Look It Up that that, that you never get to hear. I mean, now that'd be a pretty cool diverse set list, like the diverse set list that they played last year on the Sail Away show playing Songs like, you know, Flaming Youth and and things and Mr. Speed and things like that, and be a way to shake things up even more. But does
0: it seem? But can they? Is it very odd to even be doing anything with creatures when this is the 40th anniversary of Destroyer and Rock and Roll Over? Maybe it's,
2: they're saving that for the it's, yeah. It's it's uh-huh. Kiss. F Logic. It's Kiss.
0: <laughs> saving it for the five math, shows that math have been announced aren't so far. <laughs>
3: Well, I, I definitely agree, though, with that. I mean, I think that this is very strange that they're doing that. I mean, Rock and Roll Over and Destroyer are such huge albums. I mean, as much as, let's put it this way. Rock and Roll Over is my favorite KISS record. Creatures of the Night is number two for me as my favorite KISS record. So I'm not going to diss Creatures by any stretch of the imagination, but why they wouldn't play Rock and Roll Over and Destroyer now, those are two records that really, really, really put them on the map okay and ones that i'm sure tons of people know and have in their collection more so than creatures i guarantee you so why wouldn't they make a even if they made a combined settings? i mean both albums are relatively short so if you combine the two records together and made like a you know rock and roll over slash destroyer and then maybe just use the destroyer type stage to recreate you know and then you would have a you'd have a great show. I think people would go more head over heels. I think for that than they would for the creatures thing. In my opinion,
1: well, I think that's I think that's really interesting, Mark. Because if you look at their track history of what they've done the last few years, they did Dress the Kill and for 40th anniversary, did Alive for 40th anniversary of Alive. Logic would say, well, well, maybe they're gonna do something for for Show Rock and Roll Over in in 2016, but they're not, but. You know, more shows are starting to leak out. They looks like they're playing Cheyenne, Wyoming. They announced today in end of July. Um, and it kind of reminds you. It kind of reminds me of about 2010, where some shows mm-hmm. started leaking out that they were going to do, and then eventually, late spring, like they've done le- last few years, they announced a full tour. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: so w- why not market? the destroyer rock and roll over concept and granted it would look cool in that little stage. The, the destroyer tour would look cool in that little stage in the, on the cruise ship. But why not take advantage of the masses and market a, maybe that's is what they're doing. It's something we've talked about um, is market a full on 40th anniversary of destroyer tour um, for, for a, trip around the United States or something.
3: Yeah, that I mean if they did that honestly, I would be I'd be so there. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to stop me out the door going to go buy a ticket for that. I mean, because I've been being one that's missed and never had a chance to see that stage. I mean like, a lot of people didn't get to see it because it was such a short run for that, right? So, and I mean, now with technology improvements and stuff like that, they could probably make that stage and that much better it for that kind of a tour. And imagine what they could do now with technology and what they're putting their heads together and having great, you know, designers and stuff like that. It could be totally awesome, you know? And, you know, and like we said before, even if they combine it a little bit with some of the elements of the rock and roll over, you know, in it somehow, then that could even make it that much better. I mean, those two records... Like I said, we're so so awesome. They really need to do something to capitalize on that. I mean, it just seems to me so strange that they wouldn't do that.
0: But there doesn't seem to be much hope of them actually touring North America this year. Uh, In previous years, when they've done European markets, they've stayed to to mainly Europe with the occasional uh, festival or fair in North America. So I don't see there being any proper tour for North Americans this year. So... Mm is destroyer um you know does that make any sense in europe yeah it's the 40th anniversary of the first european tour so are are the europeans going to get it any more than they did in 1976 yes i think they'd appreciate it a heck of a lot more with the amount of history that's passed between now and then but we we still have kind of a disconnect in both of these of doing creatures of the night at sea And not really having a clear picture yet, and it's very early in the year. There's only, what, eight dates that have been announced so far. Two of them, uh, what, Durant in Oklahoma and Sioux Falls, the the Badlands, Pond and whatever it is, you know, aren't going to count for anything where, you know— for the rest of the year, they're just appearances, basically. They're not pulling
1: anything new out.
0: No, they're they're showing up. Even in the that day. Orlando
1: show in, in April, they're not going to pull anything
0: new out. Yeah, Moonstone's what? Well, that's its first festival, so you know it, it's going to be a shortened festival. set. Gods of Metal in Italy isn't going to be anything like you know the three German dates that have been you know announced because it's part of a festival. So yeah, prove me wrong. I'm I'm, I'm happy to be wrong. You know, but it's very early in the year to kind of be trying to to figure out and for them they should be marketing already because summer season comes up very soon mm-hmm. we're already at the end, coming up to the towards the end of January and we're looking at May for european dates and that's a very short lead for them to get things together and actually get a better picture but it, it's just it seems very incongruous what's going on these days
2: and yeah. don't they
1: know don't in the past, haven't they announced European dates like really, really far in advance? You would think that you would think that they're not just going over to Europe just for a few shows, that there would be more than just a handful of dates that have been announced
0: already. Yeah, especially when they're doing shows that aren't part of a bigger package. Um my personal opinion is that they need more of a lead time to sell enough tickets because, right. because tickets in Europe, number one, are more expensive. We'll have to look at what the dollar is doing at the moment as well and the strength of those respective currencies for the ticket costs. And come on, KISS is not as major as they were. So the more time they have to sell tickets, the more time they have to get asses in seats. So it, it seems to be kind of kind of ludicrous to not be giving themselves the the most opportunity to sell tickets and to actually be selling a concept to people.
3: Yeah, I mean and that's the thing, most bands even bands I'm sure that are bigger in those respects than KISS they always give themselves, I mean that's not that the rule of thumb, I mean I, I learned that in the whole business school aspect of the whole music business is that you, know, you need to give yourself a proper plan, a proper strategy and you need to give yourself time to market to get promotion happening you need to get you know as many people as possible aware of the concert i mean you can't just expect you know two months after you announce something that you're going to be there like two months after you announce it that it's going to be a huge sellout i mean it doesn't work that way i mean you need time you need time to get people interested to you know to work out things you know maybe you know Maybe some people would want to go, but because of the timing, they don't have enough time. And if you give them more time to think about it, they might be able to make alterations to go and see you, right? So I think Julian's 100% right. and I mean, you need more time between the actual performance and the announcing of the shows. I mean, that's just that's just common sense. I don't know what's going on in their end because of that. But, uh, you know, I, I think that... A lot of other festivals, like just the other day, I saw Rocklahoma has already announced a full, complete lineup for their festival and stuff like that, and that's still months and months away. But they've already announced it now, you know. Yeah. Well, so well, I, I think
1: people like to start planning their summer vacations and what they're going to do with with their time off from work. And if you're going to travel to go see a show, and I think you know a lot of that's like, especially like in in, in Europe, that you know, they might play one show in France, I mean, in France, they might play one show in Spain where pe- people want to plan what they're going to do with their a lot of vacation time and granted in the United States they haven't announced those more recent tours since like the middle of March, like when they did Death Leopard and, and Motley Cradle. they announced those like the middle of March and they're usually a later summer type of tour, but people, people start planning their vacations early um, and I think a lot of people's places of employment um, requires you to put in, you know, the time you're going to have off so that we know that more than one person isn't going to be absent at a time so that, you know, um, you know, people can plan ahead. So it is a little confusing that there, the one date's leaked out here, one date is announced there. And it's just kind of like, what are we doing? Are we going to go out and put on the monster outfits again for the how many year year in a row now? and play on the Spider stage or play on the, the Vegas stage, as we've been calling it, you know, it's, it's just going to be the same old, same old. Are the wheels back to spinning like they were in 2005, 2006,
3: 2007? Yeah, that's what it's it almost kind of reminds me of, these whole, you know, a show here, a show there. It just doesn't seem like there's any real game plan at the moment for something structured. It just seems like, okay, we got an offer to go here. Yeah, we'll do that. We got an offer to do this. Yeah, okay, we'll go do that. It just seems like it's just very sporadic. Now, knowing KISS, do you think that maybe they're just kind of, you know, leading us on here a bit? Maybe they do have something in their back pocket that they're kind of planning for and then ready to hit us with over the head after, or what? I mean, I mean, or is everything, already are they just basing this whole year on the whole KISS cruise, the big excitement around that, you know?
2: Hopefully they got something cooking. <laughs> Hopefully there's something. I mean, I'd like to see, you know, as. Going back to a year ago when we first did the first episode, I'd love to see another deluxe
0: edition. But yeah, Yeah. (laughs) we've been all wishing. Wait, wait, wait! A deluxe kiss? Deluxe edition? I know, right? Universal? You mean them? (laughs) Them? Them? I'm sorry, I I don't even want them to organize a piss up in a brewery. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But getting back to not bashing Universal, um, it. I'm pretty sure they do have things cooking. That that would be without a doubt what is going on. But the trickle of dates, you know, are there problems with guarantees? Are there problems again economics with the tour routing? Are they, you know, I just because I need six months to plan if I'm going to go and do something, you know, it, I don't remember what it's like to be a European. It's been so long since I lived there. So, uh, <laughs> and I was and I was unemployed. So I don't know what it was like <laughs> to ask someone for time off in the summer. Um, but you know, it, it, if, if they're going on tour and I want to go and see them, I, I got to be able to plan that out. If I'm going to England to go and try and get them in a Germany show or, you know, I need you know, well months well in advance, and obviously they're not catering to me. You know, saying, "Well, when's Mister Gill going to be able to book this ticket?" You know,
3: <laughs> you know,
0: they're thinking about the the Germans. You know, the local markets, not not the travelers. But there's a lot of traveling that goes on in Europe to these shows, and, and I'm sure they're well aware of the contingent of fans who who will go around to five, six, ten shows, and, and spend a lot of money at meet a greets. But those shows as well. So
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you gotta, you gotta know that. I mean, sorry, just really quickly, just I mean, you look at a festival like back in open air, and when they show the the audience footage, you can count easily like fifteen dif- different country flags waving in the air when the festival's going. I mean, they must be aware of the fact that there's lots of people traveling from festivals to festivals to festivals. So it is something that they should be aware of. So sorry, Alex, go ahead.
2: Oh, and I'm just I'm I'm curious there's a there was a topic on the KISS FEQ and it kind of piqued my interest a little I'm curious maybe if it has to do with it is the the Guns N' Roses um with what they're planning on doing oh, yeah. Rose, what they're doing. If you know, I mean I know this this topic says Guns and Roses reunion tourists about Doom for KISS twenty sixteen question mark, but you know, I'm wondering if maybe, you know, KISS is waiting to see what, you know, the Guns N' Roses camp have and plan before they, you know, announce anything themselves.
3: It is a valid point because, I mean, think about it. If that tour takes off for them, I mean, you know, it ain't going to be cheap, number one, to go see this with them. And, and number two, they, that must be in the back of Jean's and Paul's mind now. If people are going to be dropping hundreds of dollars to see Guns N' Roses, we probably shouldn't be focusing our tour around the any time near when they're out there because it's going to dip into our audience
0: for sure. Which means package store again. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but what they, well they but that's, I, I think you're gonna see package tour regardless. Yeah.
3: But I mean I can't see them going with guns together. There's no way that's gonna happen. No. No.
0: Oh no, none yeah. of that. No. Yeah. Guns isn't having that. Guns doesn't yeah. well guns isn't
1: gonna need if it
0: They don't need it. I
1: mean they don't yeah. need it. They're not gonna need it.
3: Exactly. I mean there's a rumor that Skid Row they're trying to push back to to reform the original lineup to go out with guns like they did back in I think it was the Use Your Illusions tour. I know that happened here in Canada. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, but I mean, who, no, who no, would they no. do it with?
1: Who guns? Well, you yeah, know, yeah, who, would, who would, who would kiss? Have, they, could, they could have your sister open it up for them. It's not going to matter.
3: Yeah, I mean, who's going to kiss? if You're talking about a package tour. Who's going to kiss?
0: Bring with them to rival a Guns and Roses tour. They're not, and they know they're not going to rival that. They know their their market it's isn't their competition. Isn't anywhere near that now. You know, or even like ACDC, dc
1: arena shows sold out. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's Idiot. a different level. It's a whole different.
1: KISS they knows deed. that. They're, they need a co headliner. They can't go out like an A C D C or a guns N'
0: Roses. They know they're gonna make more on meet and greets and merchandise than they are up front from a ticket, from a you know, make being able to sell out a stadium. They're not Metallica, <laughs> they're not A C D C. They know that, they're comfortable with that and they work around it. So you know, a package deal is more than likely the only way they're going to get out there because that, number one, allows them to call it a co-headlining tour and play the shorter set that better suits them as elder, you know, performers.
3: Elder statesmen?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So who... I know we're way off topic, but... What was the topic?
3: Yeah, I know. Features (laughs) Cruise. Oh, that ship sailed. Literally. If...
1: But if they were to do a co-headlining tour, and then and something that gets brought up on FAQ all the time, who would you guys just personally? Who would you guys like to see them do a co-headlining tour with? And but realistically, don't say Guns and Roses or ACDC. You know yeah. what I mean? Be
2: realistic. Um, I, mean, I can't see. I can't see like a co-headline, but I'd love to see uh, Y&T open for Kiss. I know when like Y&T does a show, they always bring out a good crowd. Um. I think it'd be a great show. I mean, they've already done the they did the Aerosmith Kiss tour, and Aerosmith, you know, most of them hate Kiss anyway. So clearly, it was money. So I I can't see one of the bands would want to really go out with Kiss. Um, that would have enough power to do a good co-headlining tour. Um, at the moment, unless mm-hmm. it, unless maybe like Bla- they take like Black Star Riders, that like kind of different version of like Thin Lizzy, the you know the new recording. Every, but you know you
3: know what there's one band that i'm kind of think of that that might work but i mean musically they are a little bit different in style so i don't know if it would work as well but they have a record coming out now a new one it would be a good idea maybe to bring them out they they would be able to go on before kiss because i know in their heads they wouldn't deem themselves as bigger but maybe a band like megadeth they have a new album coming out now they they, they have a you know i don't know that you're asking me what i would like to see i I still love megadeth i I want to see
0: i want to see megadeth on their own
3: yeah well i mean like i say that but that's i'm only just thinking of that from the logic perspective that they have a new record it would make sense to go out on tour they're not they wouldn't be they wouldn't step on kiss's toes i don't think you know but i mean because for me i'm hard-pressed to think of a band to package up with kiss right now
0: I just don't think you could put that sort of energy on before a Kiss and not suck away the energy of Kiss's show and start feeling that it was maybe a little bit pedestrian because the key has come down. The tempos come down on a lot of Kiss's stuff. You know, Megadeth, I fucking love. Um, yeah. And I would, you know, I've had tickets to every tour, you know, since I've been back in the States for Megadeth. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to see them on a co-headlining package with that. I like to go in and see Megadeth on their own. Kiss, who who else is out there right now who's got an album coming out? Cheap Trick. I I think yeah. that this is the one that's got to be done again. You know, the, the Cheap Trick, Kiss, and I'm going to throw a third act in there just because it's another guilty pleasure, and it's Wasp. Who otherwise wouldn't get on a tour in America and get to play to anyone with their latest album, which is really strong, melodic, classic wasp, very, very similar in style to the stuff they were doing in Last Command and Electric Circus. So not Hmm. overly grinding, you know, fuck like a beast material. But yeah. very melodic and obviously now Blackie's a little bit different as a songwriter and performer. You know, he's got a little bit more introspective, you know, material. So I would love I'd love to see Wasp with Kiss. They've done it before, they've toured with Cheap Trick before, and I think those three could be uh kinda cool. Yeah,
1: you know, I think that that's not a bad idea. I think you would even and no disrespect to to Cheap Trick, but I think you would need another maybe lower shallot band um to go to kind of draw a little bit more, if you put if you put Cheap Trick on there too, I think a Wasp would be a good choice though too. I think you,
3: that's you know what's funny you, when you bring up Cheap Trick because I've heard this before and a couple of other things I've listened to before where you're talking about how Cheap Trick is a phenomenal live band, but they seem to for some reason when they bring them up with Kiss they always seem to say that it doesn't make sense to some people because it seems like they're almost drawing from the same glass for the audience like it just seems like they're they're not bringing extra people in it's like they're bringing the same people into the audience so rather than make a bigger crowd out of it it's like if you bring Cheap Trick, great it's gonna be a great show but it's not gonna put any more asses in the seats than it would without them they think you
1: know. Could you say that about Kiss and Motley Crue though? you know in in 2012 i think you're drawn from the same crowd
3: well, where you did well, but motley's a little different they kind of i think they kind of as time went on they kind of split themselves a bit away from kiss i think they kind of took a bit more chances with stuff whether they were good or not that's up for debate but i think that you know motley crew was a bit different their shows i always thought were a little bit more Adventurous. I thought there's some of K- Motley's stage shows were a lot better than Kisses. No, f- no offense, right? I mean, some of these carnival ones that they did before were really cool that they did Motley Crew. So, I think when they did that joint tour together, it was good because I, f- frankly, when I went and saw them, I saw people who left after Motley Crew that didn't stay for Kiss. So there, they, there is a definite division. It's not the same audience that goes to see Motley Crew will stay for Kiss. Some of them will. For sure, I would, right? But uh, I can't say that that would be hard for the whole audience.
0: Yeah, and crossover is the important thing. While we we can say that there's a lot of cheap trick fans who are Kiss fans and vice versa. Now there are a lot of Kiss fans who won't go to a Kiss show when it does come by. Maybe getting another band like Cheap Trick in is a, a way to get those you know people who no longer are that diehard to go to a Kiss show. Because come on, it costs a lot of money to go to a concert, even if you're getting the lawn seats. You still got parking. You still got probably babysitter time time off from work to do stuff. You know there, there are a lot of additional costs that are associated with going to a show, um, let alone mm-hmm. if you even have a beer when you're there or a soda. God, or a eight bo- eight dollar bottle <laughs> just of water. I have beers <laughs> and so Yeah, so you know, it, if there's crossover, I think that's all fair. And we saw with Motley Crue, yeah, there there were some people. Alex, you okay?
2: I'm good. Sorry, I've been in class. <laughs> sorry, am Sorry, to bother you. I, I've been. That's crying. when you put your head down. You know, you're just like. <laughs> I've been in classes all day, have some tests to to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Please keep going.
0: (laughs) Well, I completely lost where I was, but I I think there's enough crossover nowadays that there are enough Kiss fans or Cheap Trick fans who skip going to shows just because they can't be bothered, you know, because they think they've seen it all. That if you package up the right deal, I mean, there's other bands, you know, another Um, one that just popped into my head is Tesla, would be another uh, another really good pairing.
1: Yeah. A Tesla Cheap Trick Kiss would be.
0: Okay, Cinderella. Oh Cinderella Oh. Oh oh. That's oh. so freaking
1: good. Yeah. It's so freaking <laughs> talented, it's ridiculous. It's not fair. But that would be good. You but,
0: but you know, I think I'd rather save Tesla, Cinderella for the package Tesla, with David Lee- No. Tesla, Cinderella, and David Lee Roth band, nineteen eighty six reunion. That mm. would be fucking awesome because that was those were the two bands that opened for him back then.
3: That was so good.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh man.
2: I don't uh, know what you're talking
0: about. Screw, screw, screw kiss. I'm not. I'm not going to that if uh, David Lee Ross is touring. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's another, another yeah. tangent. Sorry, Cinderella. No,
1: good. But Cinderella would be would be cool um, to go down if, if they went down that road. Um, they did, and I've heard, and I know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to pump up this band or anything, but I have heard that. that Poison was in the works of doing something possibly, and I'm not trying to say that yeah, Poison's great or anything, but they're that a draw. Could, I mean, I, that could work again for a draw, the crossover, kind of like Def Leppard did two years ago, where you get the girls who liked Poison when they were in high school, whatever, and oh yeah, I remember Kiss too, and and I think you'd, you'd have the same type of gra- demographic, but and a crossover at the same time. Yeah. And I think, I mean, like Brett Michaels or not, say so what you want to about them. I mean, that's either here or but there. But I think it could be a draw for a co-headlining tour.
3: I think I think that's brilliant, Lonnie, because you think about it, there is a lot of lot of female fans out there that still love Poison now, and what do? What do guys love? They love women. So they're going to follow those women into those shows, I'm telling you. No, you're going you're gonna to no, get guys that no, go the, there the, because the, of
0: These it. are now middle-aged soccer moms? or
3: Yeah, okay, but still. Well, no, there, but there's, I, but no, there's still guys that will go because but of the that. same
1: thing with Def Leppard uh, two Monk years ago, too. Would be there. Who loved Joe <laughs> Elliott in the but The same thing like with who loved Joe Elliott in the 80s, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and who loved Def Leppard for the same reason they loved Poison in 1989.
3: It's a flashback to their youth and they exactly. want
2: to relive it. Awesome. Gotta get a bun in this town. He's <laughs> not buying it. No, no. You, mean, you mean you don't want to see Cece going up this thing singing I hate every bone in your body but mine? So I think I think
0: Cece's absolutely hilarious and I think he's <laughs> underrated as a guitar. I just fucking hate poison. <laughs> and it's mainly Brett Michaels. But doesn't Ricky Rocket and yeah, I do know who the guy's names are. Uh doesn't he have all well, we pa- know who their names are. Doesn't he have a issue with cancer currently? I think so, he does, actually, don't oh they, really? Yeah, don't they have an issue with um their front man? They've got lead singer disease again. Mm-hmm. Um that it's the three versus the one and Yeah, the one. he
1: don't need the other three.
0: Until it's time to as Poison. So, right. yeah. Would, oh. would it be a package? Then, I mean, then you might as well expand it again. Because I don't want to see a 2004 tour again. And who was the opening no. act on that one? That was zo 2 I think. zo 2 Fantastic uh-huh. band. But they didn't put any asses in seats. They just entertained the shit out of you. Um, then you might as well call up Slaughter
3: you know what though we're missing one band though because i just remember seeing this now a couple days ago that they were talking talking on the net about this what's happening in 2016 with van halen they're supposed to be going back out on tour What, what about a kiss van halen tour that would be interesting
0: has van halen dropped enough in terms of where they are that they could justify or even um would edward ever have it
3: yeah, I mean, that's just a band that just popped into my head. I mean, just for, strictly for the debate of discussing it, right? I mean, Yeah,
0: I, I mean, it must be time for, a, what is it, Gary Cherone, Uh <laughs> re- <laughs> re- reunion?
1: Comeback? Time <laughs> to bring Sammy back? You
0: know, you know who is their so, lead singer so nice at the moment? Be- because, I'd, I mean, what was it, that promo shot that was recently uh, yeah, put out of just, uh, just the Van Halens, you know? Yeah. And David, obviously, was courting, you know... Uh, Steve.
3: Bye. Yeah. Steve Bye and Billy Sheehan and Billy to do the and, uh, and Smile. Billy Sheehan
0: and that So, you know, so, so it, that, that's all like a bit of a clusterfuck. But would they tour with Van Halen?
3: Or did David Lee Roth Who would, but, Him and Smile? Who would open? Who would open? Mm. Why didn't they alternate
0: Because the logistics would just be a fucking nightmare to do any alternation. uh oh, yes it it just doesn't work you know it, it's economics it's da- i mean everything's choreographed so who has the bigger stage show well usually kiss who has the bigger ego um Dan that, that could be an interesting That's that could be a, a good death match
2: <laughs> you know uh maybe um i know As a different again i think um Chicago, Northwind, and Fire, when they toured together, they would come out and do, like, the first two songs together, and it'd be a mix, like, you know, a Chicago song and Northwind, and then they would flip a coin to see who was gonna go first, and then, you know, whatever band did, I think they did, like, 10 to 12 songs, and, uh... I mean, like, with Chicago, they would have Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind & Fire come out, and he would do If You Leave Me Now with the band. And then the other band would go on stage, and then they would finish, you know, with the encore with, you know, both bands again, you know, doing, like, 25 or 64. So, I mean, not but, that, you know, to get on the KISS stage is sacred and stuff, but maybe they do something cool like that with, you know, another band. And, you know, that's but you're forgetting something, though,
3: that those guys seem to be like, they're, those guys, those two bands seem to act like they're really good friends, I mean, are Van Halen and Kiss that good of chums? I doubt it. But here's an interesting thing: Could you imagine if they did the tour together like that? And they brought out Alex and Eddie to do Christine 16 with Gene there, like the demo days there. I, I,
1: think I think you're, I think you're,
3: reaching at this point. Yeah, I know. It's a, that, that's 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 just a dream. But you know, that would be interesting. But I mean, I think for what you—it's the
0: only way that you'll ever hear that version.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think Alex brought up a good point. That's, but you know, bands that are really good friends like that—that can you know get together and say, okay, let's make this work. Can make that happen. When I saw, when they, when they were talking about Yes, and I think it was Yes and Toto went together, they did a thing like that too, where they alternated, but then they, they don't have stages like Kiss, obviously, these bands, right? So they can do that. But, you know, but if they really wanted to, if they were like great friends, you know, these bands, and sat down all together and said, hey, let's try to make a stage where we can do that, anything can happen. But it's, again, it's ego and money and stuff like that, right?
0: Okay, so let's talk about another band that Kiss has toured with historically. And we're going back to the crazy nights era here, and this band has a new album coming out. Anthrax. Hmm. And and that goes on from your Megadeth suggestion. You know, yeah. they toured with Anthrax before. Anthrax is still around. Anthrax has an album coming out. Um Anthrax still has no credibility whatsoever. Um
1: <laughs> and and that, and I think that's a problem. I think but, that's the problem with making a a package. I think you still need somebody else.
0: Someone else, yeah.
1: I don't think Anthrax is is enough of a draw for a co-headliner. Not I mean not the bash anthrax, but I, I just don't think they have the popularity to they're not yeah, it's they're, not they're not Def Leppard, they're not Motley Crue they're, they're, they're like right.
0: the, they're like the cockroaches they're of Andhrax. death metal. They're still around and I can't find any reason to explain why they're still around from my perspective. Yeah. They're just one of those bands I never got, so
3: yeah. I don't know, this is a really strange thing to talk about. I mean, who would have thought that it would be so difficult to think of a band that KISS could go on a tour with? I mean, I never would have thought it, you know, that it would be so hard to think of a band that would fit playing with them, you know?
1: You know, and people have talked to Alice Cooper for years about Alice and KISS touring together, but Alice, I think, has, has done that so extensively with Motley at this point in time that I think when Alice goes back out again, he's going to want to do his own thing.
3: Isn't he doing an evening with show now? I just saw them announce something in Tennessee or something that he's playing as an evening with Alice Cooper.
1: Really? I haven't seen any in the United States. and, and, And there you go, to your point. I think an evening with Alice Cooper is more what he's going to want to do at this point. He's been playing these abbreviated... Opening act set lists with Motley Crue for the last, what, two and, years he's been off and on tour yeah. with him. Yeah. I, I don't think that going back out on tour um, in that capacity is, is up his alley. Yeah, I see he's doing a date in May, May the 2nd in Nashville. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, too.
3: Nine-course. In a perfect world, Kiss doing a evening with Kiss would be great, but we know that he can't do it. Mainly because of you know I don't think Paul could survive a double set like that you know but I mean I think that's the problem I think Kiss at this point if things would have worked out good, well with them they could they should have been at this point that Van Rush did it they did an evening with. Alice Cooper's starting to do stuff like that. You know, even Yes did a thing where there was like an evening with where they played like two or three of their albums in a row and full, right? I mean, they should have been able at this point to go back on their popularity and their legacy status and say, we're going to do an evening with now tour. We don't need anybody else. We'll play whatever arenas or sheds or whatever, and we'll go out and just do stuff like that. And I mean, it's too bad that they they're not in a position to do that because, they wouldn't need to worry about these kind of things, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm just cruising through Blabbermouth here looking for bands that are still active and, you know, it, it's a really difficult situation to try and package up the band from our perspective that, I mean, just think of what they're going through, if they're actually even thinking in that direction, that you know, a sister. You know, yeah. but not enough draw. Now,
1: yeah. Again, yeah, the draw's not
0: there for you know, That's again, not a that would be a good third act. Or sorry, yeah. D, and you'd be the first act on the bill. You know, <laughs> si- simple as that. Kiss, yeah. would, Kiss would not be opening up for D. Sorry, um, but you know, there's just doesn't seem to be a lot of the kind of complementary legacy acts out there. You can't do Aerosmith again because Aerosmith's just off in fucking La La Land. No. You know?
3: Yeah, and Black Sabbath story. I definitely
0: would leave.
2: After Kiss yeah. and it was Kiss
3: Aerosmith, I mean what about... Black Sabbath's doing their last tour now, and you know, but you couldn't get them together.
2: I'll throw a band name. I'm sure they probably can carry their own weight, though. But just for, for I know shiz and giggles. What about like an Iron Maiden Kiss tour?
0: Maiden doesn't need them.
2: Two yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like I feel like story, Yeah, that,
0: that's like you know that's as unfortunate yeah. as it may sound. I mean, Iron Maiden just transcends what Kiss is as a worldwide brand. Simple as that. You know, they they may not sell out. You know, a lot of the American markets because they're bigger internationally, but they can do just fine on their own here. They always have um, since Bruce and Adrian came back in what '99. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, they, they don't they don't need it.
3: And another interesting thing, too, is that I remember watching a, quite a few documentaries about this band. And they always say that this band is gigantic in Europe, but never seemed to have quite a big draw in North America as Queen. Like, even if it's Queen with Adam Lambert now, but I mean, the, that the, because they're not, not that big a draw here in North America, maybe a joint thing with Kiss would be something that would be interesting because it's definitely different audiences if you combine the two together who knows how that would be i mean maybe i'm just daydreaming again here with something like that but i'm just trying to think of bands that are active and that are in the sort of same legacy territory right i mean definitely queen is right yeah
1: and there was a rumor a few months ago too about about judas priest possibly
0: um Mm Yeah, how, how do we forget them, you know, until this stage in the conversation? But
1: yeah. that, that, that was a strong rumor for a little while. Is that Judas Priest and Kiss were going to team up? That would be this. great, um, and that would be fantastic.
0: But again, but, it's not enough of Priest is not enough of a draw. Again, And I
1: think you're right. I think you might have to have an Anthrax on there too, or something like that to have a third act. What about uh, Rap Zombie?
0: Does, I, it, does he even still make music?
1: <laughs> he has a new album. He actually has a new album coming out, um, February, March, something like that. But I think the problem with Zombie is kind of like what Julian said about Megadeth. I think you'd have this fast, up tempo, you know, in your face, really heavy, crunchy rock, and Zombie. And I, and my brother really likes Rob Zombie, so I've seen him quite a few times. Um, and Zombie puts on a great show with Pyro and all kinds of shit going on around him. And I think that it would be hard to move into KISS after that. Not that KISS doesn't have Pyro, and, you know, we've all seen a KISS show, but the tempo of the songs aren't going to be nearly <laughs> as, as quick and, and fast and in-your-face as those Zombie songs are, and I think it might be a letdown after that.
3: It'd be like a slowed-down projector.
1: I think so. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I like I like Rob Zombie, but I, I just don't think it would... I think it's kind of like echoing what Julian was saying about Megadeth
0: yeah i I think whatever the case is you really have to have a band or bands that are going to somewhat mask the tempo drop that kiss now kind of does that everything is kind of in slow motion i mean it's almost like a strobe light that they they don't have the energy they're not as active on stage they're not playing very fast i mean it, it it's almost very slow motion um a kiss show um obviously very different in person. I'm watching YouTube videos, but you know, even in Vegas, you know, the, the, there was a noticeable drop in the tempo, you know, as they've tuned down, they've kind of, you know, they're tuning and getting lower and lower down to, oh. you know, it's like, it's like, the fade out to black diamond happening. Yeah.
1: So. yeah. And Jane and, and doesn't walk across the stage and Jean's Gene, not very mobile at all. Gene goes to his spot and pretty much stays there. 99% of the show, except for to breathe fire or to draw blood and be hoisted up to to the raptors. I mean, other you don't see Gene and Tommy like switching spots during the show and things like that, and and they're they're very very stationary at this point in the game. So I you know, and Rob Zombie he's all over the place when, on a show like that.
0: Yeah, he's not pushing seventy though. So
1: that's well, that's why I just. I don't know. I, I'm and I I'm I poised the question to you guys, so
0: maybe they should just stay home in their rocking chairs. <laughs>
3: <No>. <laughs> that'll get a that'll get a good response, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, Paul Stanley's <laughs> like fuck you. I'm at the gym. Look at you fat boy. I'm at the right. gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Paul and I mean, Paul like, Stanley it's... is fitter than me, so you know.
2: I mean, I yeah. guess, oh, to you, I, guess Paul. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll say I'll, I hope Kiss does something fun this year. Um, if it's if it's the tour, I hope they do a good tour package. If not, I hope they uh, you know release something out there. You know, whether it's um, you know product,
0: product, yeah, product. Product. And, product, and not, and, not and,
2: and Kiss, I don't care. Not Hello Kitty, please. F that stuff. No <laughs> Hello Kitty stuff. You know, if it's an archive set of the CDs, heck, um, with the vinyl, you know, it'd be cool. I mean, I know they did the big Kiss reissue vinyl set. I wish they would have, um, even with the Kiss theory that just released a double LP of just the unreleased stuff that was on the box set. You know, that would have been cool. But something fun, you know, do something cool or look at what like uh, Zeppelin's doing with their um, remastered series and stuff. Yeah, when's, know.
0: When, when's record store day? Maybe they can release Rockwell know, yeah. All Night or
2: Beth. April? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the, the the thing that they gave out on the Kiss cruise. Yeah, do something cool like that for Record Store Day, rather it's um, you know, but not not the new do anything, even participated in that at all.
0: Just do yeah. something.
2: Or um, I, I don't know if you colored guys, colored vinyl. I don't even, I don't know if you guys are Blink One Eighty Two fans or care much for them, but Oops. they just uh, Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> But they uh they just they, but they <laughs> they reissued four other albums on like limited edition tape cassettes uh, during the Christmas break and stuff and I thought that was a cool idea you know with kids you know do something yeah, fun. yeah let,
0: like yeah that. put Sonic Boom and Monster out on eight track
3: cool I got an eight track player <laughs> come on
0: we'd all go get it yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> Julian you must have one
0: an eight track player no
3: no no an eight no, track like just like a cassette.
0: An 8-track is... I don't. My oh. buddy has the originals on 8-track. No, I do oh, have oh. to... Uh, for some odd reason, I'm trying to find a copy of The Elder on 8-track. So. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Are you
2: working on, like, some project about that, I think? I, the, I can't remember.
0: The Elder book, yes. Oh. yes. oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a good interview done today, actually. I can't tell you anything about it, but... <laughs> ap- apparently, it was very good. I saw you being
1: vague earlier today
0: about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually doing an interview as well, so... Uh, <laughs> It's fun shit. You guys are going to love it when it comes out. So. Can't wait. Cool. Okay, so... So we back- got that
2: for 2016. We got an, a book yeah, on it's the book. Yeah, there's product.
0: Yeah, there, there's also another book coming out, and I can't remember the name of it. It popped up on... Actually, I think I have it here. Uh, McFarlane's. There is a guy... Why is my web so slow today? Brett Wise is putting out the Encyclopedia of Kiss. That sounds familiar. Like the hmm. Kiss FAQ website, maybe in a book. <laughs>
3: uh oh, is it time to call a lawyer?
0: No, that sh- Alex Carranza can call a lawyer. <sighs> the FAQ is based off all his shit, so which is based off all the mailing list shit, which was okay. That's enough of <laughs> a history lesson, but n- none of none of it is that original. And keeping track of stuff is not that original. So when we get back to uh, 2016, let's uh, start wrapping this up, I guess. Mm -hmm. Creatures of the Night on the KISS cruise doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense right now, does it? Mm-hmm. We don't seem to have much of a vision for where they might be going with this, other than a tank and a foxtail sticking out of someone's butt, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a sports bra. And e- a sports. E- yeah, and a halter top. Though, what is it? The uh, is it the Brazil show? Yeah, the, the Rio showed that blue t-shirt Paul wears. I always wanted one of those because those, those are badass. So maybe some retro merch with those would be very cool. And you can just edit out Vinny and put in Tommy and Eric. Um, mm-hmm. So we don't have any idea where they're going with that. It sounds like a nice idea. Let's go back to those three songs that they have never performed and put you on the spot and say, this is the one you want performed. Saint and Sinner, Danger or Killer. Alex.
2: I wanna go Danger, um I think it'd be a cool song to do, and there's a great version of Mr. Speed doing danger on YouTube and they did uh so if they did a kind of close that'd be a cool song to hear live.
0: Nice. Lonnie.
2: Saint and Center
0: to me. Um
1: just fantastic track and I, I, I and I think they could pull it off really well too. So I, I'd love to hear the ba- the current band try to
0: Love the groove of that song, always have. Mark
3: Hands down Saint and Sinner. I remember when they did an isolated drum track of Eric Carr doing the drum tracking for that. Just even listening to him drumming that is just phenomenal, you know? What power behind those drums and I think that they can do it really well.
0: And I'm gonna be the bitch who's insane and deals in pain. Killer. (laughs) I, I just I just love that song. But you know what? You know, hopefully if they do anything creatures related, they can really make a tribute to Eric Carr. And I think that would be one thing that I would love to see them do properly. They have never done a proper tribute to Eric in all the years since he's passed. And this is the twenty fifth anniversary this year of Eric's passing. I mean, good Lord. That's amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's another thing too, why it would be really in bad taste for them to put Eric Singer and Eric Carr's makeup for that. And I, you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't do it wouldn't be good for the Eric Carr legacy that at this point this is what we decide we're going to do for these shows and even though eric singer's been playing in kiss in makeup since 2004 just say get rid of those awkward ears and but all of a sudden we're going to put him in air car makeup for for a couple of shows that, that wouldn't be that wouldn't
0: be fair to eric Carr.
3: No. He has, like, and he has quite still a legion of fans of his own out there too, so they they, they wouldn't like that, I don't think.
0: You know, they are gonna do the video screens, you know it, just to see the original Fox up there drumming to maybe some of the songs that Eric is that Eric Singer's playing along to, but seeing the Fox up there on the screen from historic footage would be, you know, really neat. Very touching. And for them maybe to do kind of a storyteller type thing, Um, you know, talk about Eric Carr in the studio or his input in songs. I want to and I think they're going to do it. And even though it has nothing to do with creatures, I think all hell's breaking loose is coming back. Um, And I think that'd be a great song for them to talk about him as a songwriter, you know, since, you know, that song kind of starts with him. You know, and maybe some of the other things that, you know, Eric interpreted things this way uh, when he came into the band. You know, th- it'd be really nice for them all to talk about it, Eric Seger included, and Tommy, yeah. who obviously was on tour in the you 80s. You know what?
3: You just brought up something that's a really excellent idea for Kiss to do. Why don't they ever do a Kiss Storytellers show like for like VH1? That would be awesome, you know, sit down, talk about some songs first, then play it. Sit down, talk a little bit more about this. This would, this would save Paul; he wouldn't have to play a whole set. You know, he can just they can just do selected songs that they talk about from you know important ones. Talk about Eric Carr, you know, and that would be a great idea.
0: And again, they've kind of already started doing that. If you think of the last Kiss cruise and Paul Stanley and Mistake, you know mm-hmm. what an ideal opportunity for them. If they're going to do Creatures of the Night, you know why not do stories, you know
2: especially with what could maybe be a small set list too. You've got time to tell stories. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And ask fans shit. I mean, if if you are worried about Paul's voice or Gene's stamina and I'm sorry, Gene's an MVP, he stands up there, he doesn't move, but he plays his fricking bass and sings the notes. Yeah. And he, he knocks it out of the park. Paul's still moving around, you know, more power to those guys at their age, still doing what they're doing. Um, You know, so I'm not criticizing them in any way. But what a way to take the load off that make your audience do the talking, make your audience expend the energy, you know, get them involved to give yourself a break. You want to introduce a song, ask a person in the audience, hey, you, what's that mean to you? You know, get the stories back, get the rapport going, really invest the audience in an intimate situation you know even 1500 people you can do it you can pick people throughout you can pre-pick them and have microphones Mm -hmm. near them you know this is 2016. there's absolutely no reason for you to you know tie yourself to performing poorly or performing more than you necessarily need to you don't need to go above the red line and overdo it do it something that's comfortable for you if you still want to be out there doing it by all means, do it until you drop. I mean, fucking Lemmy did it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But if you're looking for shortcuts, there's plenty of ways to do it with dignity.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think it's a great idea, Julian. Really, I think that they should do it.
0: Yep, they can send the checks to Kiss FAQ PO Box. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I I think we're there. We've gone way off topic today. We're only going to talk about the cruise, but you know what? There's not that much to really say about the cruise until it's a little bit more is known about who's going, what's going to happen, what the schedule is on it, and whatnot. So, you know, we've gone off into tangent land about touring in 2016 because, you know what? It's January. No one knows a thing right now. Here are some of our ideas. Here are some of the things we're thinking about. You know, what are you guys thinking about there? Who would you love to see KISS, you know, if they're going to tour? Package up with, and I guess uh, since it's going to be a European, uh primarily a European market tour, what European acts maybe would you like to see them hook up with, and why? Who would you hate to see them tour with other than poison? I mean, fucking poison. <laughs> uh, Boy, I wrote you in the wrong way bringing that Ah, like, uh, Poison. <laughs> pet hate. I
2: thought, I thought I was going to get the shit storm today flying. <laughs>
0: I'll I'll take the village people over the poison any day. How about that, Alex? Any day of the week. So so I guess that's it. So let us know your thoughts. And, of course, thanks for listening. But thanks, Alex, Lonnie, and Mark for joining me today. And we'll see you all on the board and next time. So take care, guys. See you. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds you like, look us up on Facebook, or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. We hope to see you again.